0: what is going on everybody back at it again with the new podcast of money mind profit this is episode number 10. you know drop a like if you guys want to see more of these awesomeness videos you know we're trying to build this up and make it even greater than what it is now and so feel free to subscribe hit the notification if it's over here or if it's down here or if it's up there just make sure you guys let us know what you guys think about it
1: Yeah, so I think we left off on the different jobs that we've had in our past. I kind of went on a little tangent, but hopefully you guys liked that episode. That was the previous one. Um, I talked about the different jobs that I had. And I basically talked about why they were really important to me, what they taught me, um, and how it actually transitioned me into being in real estate. So I think it was, you know, for, for a lot of people, very helpful To see the transition and the progression, you know, from being, uh, I think I was 15 and a half when I started at Party City, so being a 15 and a half year old boy, to now being 25, about to be 26 in November, um, and starting out in business. So Juan Carlos, let's talk about your jobs. I know you touched on the last episode a little bit about the types of jobs that you had, but Let's delve deeper into it. Let's talk about the jobs. Let's talk about, you know, maybe some key things that you learned from these jobs that are now helping you out in real estate that maybe kind of go overlooked. Yeah, um, so my first job, I think my
0: first ever like <coughs> getting paid for doing something was maybe like Italian Fest. I remember now, like when I was like kind of reminiscing, I was just like busting tables. Um, that was, I remember that being my first time, but like, other than that, my first official job would like with like would a w2 would be like um working at panda express and that was kind of like hell uh <laughs> well just because it was just so mundane like you would do the same things over and over again yeah. and it would get so tiring like you would have to cook and then in between cooking and then waiting for like people to come in you would have to go wash dishes which that i hate like washing dishes um so yeah that kind of (laughs) sucked and then after I kind of did not work for a while this was like my sophomore year maybe-ish yeah this was my sophomore year going into um wrestling season I remember and then I remember
1: telling my friends that um should I do wrestling or should I get a job and start working out that was always a big question I think in high school is do I do a sport if I'm not already like very very serious about a sport Mm -hmm. or do I get a job yeah, exactly. Do I make some money? Do Bex- I buy like a used car or something? Like I, for that? me, it was just like getting money. Getting like,
0: money. I wanted to get some money, some type of money, so I Keep could like, do something, right? And I, I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to just do wrestling because I know later in life that I'm not going to have this opportunity again. Yeah. And so I went to go do wrestling. And then after wrestling for the summer job going into my junior year, I think that's when I became a lifeguard. Uh, I think it was. I'm not very sure. I don't know if it was my. S- uh, I think it was. I think I didn't work at all, honestly. Um, going this summer into your junior? Year? Yeah, going into my my.
1: Or going into your junior? Going
0: year. into my junior year, I think I did not work at all. Uh yeah, I didn't work. Your junior, year, you didn't work at all. Didn't no. have a job. I didn't have a job, but then in my junior year, I was getting my Red Cross certification. Yeah and through school right through my school yep yeah, and during that. that time um yeah. during my junior year i finally got a job which was um i worked for Caziasco park like the community center i would basically be like a gym person that would like look at the gym like that gym that's there and yes. they had like boxing center there the like the Caziasco yeah. boxing thing and i remember every day i would have to sweep and then mop every day every like I worked Monday through Friday um just mop and sweep the whole gym and the whole like and the basketball yeah. court and I think that taught me a lot about discipline because you would just you know everyone would be gone and you I felt like I was just mopping away and I was trying to mop 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 and then finally summer comes around and I finally I'm a certified lifeguard and I had to take extra training for my lifeguard to be a Milwaukee yeah. County lifeguard so it was like EMT training. So that was pretty cool. And after that whole summer as a lifeguard, that was like one of my favorite jobs because I was hanging out with older crowds and um I was a junior going into to my senior year and hanging out with like sophomores in college was like right. it was kinda like the cool no, thing it's for me. cool, man. It's cool. And then especially going to these parties and I'm like butt wild. Yeah, and you're like a kid. Yeah, like basically. I'm, I'm entering the college life when I'm a uh, like yeah. junior sophomore oh that's awesome at, at some point because now i'm kind of immune to it um but i really wish i had enjoyed it a little bit better but it's all right like i don't i don't regret it I don't well
1: i feel like you were going through it yeah you know kind of we talked about it on past episodes mm-hmm. and so it seems like it was almost a little bit of an escape for you yep it
0: was for me it was just like all right i'm gonna just go like I'm going to venture. Like, yeah. I'm going to just do what these people are doing because you know, I thought they were cool. Um, I think I was influenced by that, like that mindset. Yeah, yeah, And so after that, I went to, I still had my certification, so I'm like, all right, might as well put it to work. So I applied to um, the Princeton club, uh, which is like a, it's, for people that don't know what the Princeton club is, it's like a, it's a higher end it's a, sort of, it's like a lifetime yeah, workout, workout facility. facility. Yep. in. Uh, I think it's in Brookfield. I think it's just local to here, in Milwaukee. Yeah, uh, Brookfield, Wisconsin, maybe New Berlin. New Berlin, New it's Berlin, New Wisconsin. Berlin. Uh, so every day after school, in my senior year, in the beginning, I would go there. Yep. And then I finally graduate, and I don't remember that much after that. <laughs> uh, I know. That's like a blank spot for me because I would party way too hard, and I think the only job I would have. That i uh, oh and uh, during some time i don't know what it was i think my sophomore maybe my sophomore year um i worked for cutco you know what cutco is mm-hmm. it's yeah. uh for people that don't know what it I is i've been like, in a meeting with them before it's uh it's like uh to cutlery no not to cutlery um like cutlery for knives yeah stuff.
1: you're basically affiliate marketing yep. knives is that how it kind of works I, I think
0: it's like uh i think you're basically selling products like you're, you're, you're selling, selling knives knife.
1: And that's what I did that twice. Well, cutlery, but cutlery. Yeah, the main product was the knives. The knives, and so, they do this demonstration and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I forgot. I think they cut through a penny or something like that. I think so. the 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 shears, the shears yeah, cut through a penny. Something crazy. Yeah,
0: that was that was kind of weird. But it like, I realized during that time I'm like, okay, um, you have to be very passionate about selling a product anything that you're selling i agree you have to be very passionate because i remember these guys were telling me about the stories that these you know the top people people, at the top things that there was the guy i was watching like a youtube video where the guy was so passionate about selling knives and um i think that's a very key uh importance about you know whatever industry you're in you have to be so enthusiastic about what you're doing and selling um, especially uh, what I resemble it is like Elon Musk going to space or like Tesla or something like that. That yeah. he's so involved in what he works in that like that's all he does. It's just that.
1: Yeah, I think there's a purpose, a bigger, a bigger meaning behind what you're doing, which creates that that passion that you just can't you can't really measure it, you know. in and but it's felt. Yeah, people can feel it. And that's I think the the magic behind why people have success in sales is sure you can naturally be good at it that's the one percent sure you could learn it that's another 10 15 percent but the people that truly make it to the top i think and the people that stay there are the people that are coachable hungry but then again have that passion and hunger um for what they're doing for what it is that they're selling so a lot of times people will get into something like cut cohen it's not that they're not good at sales, it's just that they don't really care for the, for the product, mm-hmm. and so you could see that and feel that in someone. You can see it and feel it in someone when they're trying to, to sell you anything, I think. And I've I felt it myself, because <clears throat> you know, someone's tried to recruit me to that, and the Cutco thing, and mm-hmm. I was just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was not vibing. You know? yeah, like, it's I did just, it
0: actually twice
1: you did it twice yeah
0: like i i had kind of, i had came upon it on this a different opportunity because the first time hmm. they told me straight up what it was what it was and then the second time was like oh get hired to do a sales position so i'm like all right cool i'm gonna go and then i'm like oh hell no it's cuckoo again <laughs> and i'm like bro <laughs> and so i'm like all right i'm gonna take it serious this might mean something right right and the second time i sold like maybe like 500 dollars worth of of knives, you know, that was my first commission, which was like 200 bucks maybe. Oh, you did actually. I sold, but sell. it was just one, one thing though. And okay. after that I'm like, bro, I'm gonna have to set up all of this to do this. And just, yeah. I'm not very passionate about stuff. And you would be a reading off a script. So I'm like, I, I could have gone a different route with it. It's just not a big enough
1: ticket to sell. No, I don't and think so. For the so. time that you have to spend. But and... then
0: I realized that, that people only buy if they like you, just like in every sort of yeah. business. They only buy from you if they trust you or like you or you know or sometimes they, maybe they feel bad for you, you know. And I think that's what it was. But like, you know, those connections really go go a long
1: way. But let's talk about that. That was an area of communication that you that you went on, you know, that that you had to experience, that you had to grow in to get to that next level. Mm-hmm. Like like in real estate, you know, you were selling a five hundred dollar product that. You know, to some people, five hundred dollars is relative, right? To some people, it's a lot. To some people, it's nothing. To some people, it's a penny. Yeah. But that could be the same could be said for for a house. Yeah. Right. Whatever price point you're buying in, it's relative. Yeah, and especially with that go product, like, you, you're you have it's such a
0: niche, because, like, you're you and you and me are not buying like three hundred thousand dollars, like five hundred dollars worth of knives we're just probably gonna,
1: whatever is in our drawer,
0: we're gonna take it and just use it. Honestly, like, that's that's how I see
1: it. Like, I mean, I do care about the knife that I use because I don't want my knife to be dull, but yeah. I'm not at the point where I'm- You're gonna spend enough.
0: like $700 on a knife, or right. on a set of knives. It just doesn't, yeah. You know? yeah. And now that I'm like reminiscing about the old times is that I remember what I did. I worked at the airport after uh, high school. And I think that was also one of my other favorite jobs is just being at the airport, I always like dreamed about being a pilot. And I still, one of my goals within the next five years is to get my aviation license. That's pretty cool. And so that's like, w- that's one of my goals, especially like working at an airport where you see these planes uh, like arrive and departure. Like, it's just like, you know, it's really cool. And it's it like, is. They had a like a little section at the Mitchell airport that I worked at where it was like all these planes and it was really cool. And then I had an opportunity to what was it work for primerica 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 which is an insurance place and that was one of the most mistakes that i one of the the things that i regret but you know it's all a learning lesson where it takes you now and during that thing i thought it was going to be something like big and great like i the person that it's like an mlm i totally see that as an mlm just because they don't focus on the insurance side as much as they do on the recruiting side, they focus more a lot on recruiting than on selling product itself. Yep. If they really focus on selling insurance, the people will come automatically. That's how I believe it now. And then after that, I I kind of quit and I was
1: kind of like bumming it for a while. Oh wait, when did the Prime America thing happen?
0: I think this was maybe two thousand. 19 early 2019 or like to the summer of it how did you hear about that again uh i don't know someone like i think it was like a like an indie job oh like indeed uh where people find jobs yeah and that's where i went to and it was like a nice building i'm like damn this is really cool and i just realized that the guy was renting out like a one one like a section of a building i thought he owned the whole damn thing and i'm like bruh like (laughs) I was like damn he really got me (laughs) but i think after that was i was kind of bumming it and that's when i was living in saint francis and so i'm like damn and so every day i would go to uh heading to the south side of milwaukee while i was living to living in saint francis and then you know that yellow bridge i forget what it's called the The home bridge the home bridge what is it called the home bridge the home bridge I would every day I would see a boat dock like it was just there. I'm like damn I want to check it out. So I go check it out And I asked them if they're hiring and like it was a, the beginning of the season. So I'm like cool And They're like, all right, you got the job. And so I worked on the boat for that year I literally went into the place. I was like, hey, are you guys hiring? I was
1: just driving on the home bridge and I saw a boat dock and i asked if they're hiring <laughs>
0: like i just went there because this is actually, a funny story they were like loading cars up but they were test testing the boat to see if it was like they're preparing for the boat for the summer and so uh i was like damn that's pretty cool and then i walk into the building and i'm like damn this building's pretty cool and i asked the lady that was in the front she was super nice too i thought she was gonna be really mean but yeah um she was super super nice and i'm like hey uh are you guys hiring at all she was like yeah we're actually looking for people so i'm like all right cool i could work um, and so, you know, I got the
1: job working in, in the You boat. didn't ask any other questions? Like how much do you make or what the hours are? I, I
0: right? just, I was like, I honestly, I didn't have a phone at all. <laughs> I didn't have no phone, no type of 2019? communication. 2019. 2019. You didn't have a phone in 2019? Like, yeah. Cow. Like 2019 summer. That's crazy. I didn't have no phone. So you were wilding out. I had like no phone. Like literally I was at home just How'd doing you communicate? nothing. Laptop? My laptop, my Apple laptop and then <laughs> i went to i went to that thing for like it was like a the whole summer of 2019 yeah, I, think I
1: remember you telling me
0: and it was that, that i think that was one of my favorite jobs out of
1: like all of them the boat yeah the boat i think i remember you telling me kind of how it works and stuff and like you were back by a certain day and then you would like if, you had to be there by
0: 10 yeah. you would uh dock off at like 12 and then it's an hour and a half from Milwaukee all the way to Muskegon, Michigan. So the Great Lake, uh, Lake Michigan, uh, straight down, hour and a half, and then you would get there around maybe 2.30ish, and then you would leave like around 3.30, and then you would come back here like 6.30ish, just yeah. because
1: of the time difference. Then you said you went to the beach, and then,
0: and then- Yeah, and then after that I would go- Or it, it was either in the morning I would work out, um, or, or I didn't and then after I would you know because I didn't have a car at the time also too so my mom would take me to work um and then I would take her car in in the afternoon to go to the
1: gym or to uh to the beach hold Um, on you didn't have a car so how did you how did you even communicate and get around if you didn't have a car or you didn't have a phone uh I think
0: there was like a month where I did have a a phone but the whole summer I didn't have a phone so my mom would pick me up or my dad so my my parents would just be there. They'd be waiting for you for like half hour. Yeah, or something like that. Dang. I know. I was struggling. <laughs> I was struggling. I'm but a, I didn't live that far away though. I lived like yeah, I guess like five seven minutes away from there. Right off
1: the right off the freeway.
0: Yeah. So it was like five seven minutes away. Yeah.
1: And oh, then for crazy. walking, it was like fifteen minutes oh so you so used to walk sometimes it's not
0: like one time i remember walking in the hot ass sun <laughs> that shit was horrible to, i was like to work or after work after work after you like were on your feet all day because you didn't sit down like you like you don't you can't sit down what like, do you do well you have to be like sweeping uh just making sure everyone's okay but you can't if you they see you sit down they're like why are you sitting down
1: so there's like people that take the ferry, right? There's people that take the ferry, there's
0: seats, there's the, there's like uh, the VIP, like the, the VIP, not VIP, but like the, uh, what do they call it? Like the first class type. And then I, everything would be
1: general. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, Did you prepare any food or anything like that?
0: Yeah, so there would be food. Um, you would prepare it? I would prepare it sometimes or I would be the cashier. Oh, okay. Um, so it, it would depend on who would want to take it that day. Yeah. Um, but all you had to do is just put it in the microwave and then press like a button. The button for yeah, it. Yeah, it's like the subway thing. But you don't you're not preparing anything. You just put it in the like the microwave. But the most of it was just like alcohol and beer and water. Yeah. You would just hand it off to them and then the person that would pay pay. But it was just one of the most I think just beyond the lake where no one's there,
1: it was like the best time. That's crazy though. You had no phone, so you didn't really like spend time on a phone. You're kinda just like there and your thoughts like yeah I just communicating with other people but i would talk to
0: the my my
1: like the people there there's this guy on the boat his
0: name was joseph he was like man I'm you the, worked with yeah that i worked with there he was like man i'm 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 the king of the boat i'm the king of the boat and i'm Lenten's. like like i was like okay like
1: okay joseph yeah okay Joseph. You sure are and then he was like uh
0: he took a like a like Ancestry.com like where you they, ancestry. They they take the like the swab of mouth, and then you have to submit it back, and then they give you like what's your um, what's your ancestry. Is. Yeah, and he was like two percent, uh, like from the UK, two percent, and then he was like yeah, and what he did that last year, where everyone was telling me that I was working there, they were like yeah, he went to the UK for like a like a week. And to- he was in, outside the, the palace, like the, the palace, like the, yeah. the 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 queen's palace, saying that he's a king. And I'm and I'm like, no way, like I couldn't believe it. And then he shows me this picture, and everyone was telling me, I was like, holy shit, like this dude's like on. He's actually thing. serious. <laughs> but, he, but he was like so nice, though. He would be like, you know, you're a king too. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a king too. Like, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a king too. Like, <laughs> like, like, like shit, yeah. Thanks, Joe. And he's then after kidding. that um i worked at a i i got to applied to a dealership and i'm like oh yeah this is like the next level oh, for yeah. me let's sell these cars baby like i'm gonna sell these cars i'm gonna go card. i'm gonna sell the fuck out these cars and then they are uh, gonna buy a they car interview gonna buy a and they interview me they
1: like me you're gonna buy a car
0: yeah exactly but they're like oh but you're, you're gonna have to clean the cars and then you're gonna have to move them <laughs> i'm like all right after the like i can take advantage of this like i'm gonna do this and then i'm gonna move up to salespersons because i know i have it within me and they're like, "Do you have any type of like driving record?" And then I'm like, "Damn, I do! Like, I have speeding tickets. I have like <laughs> this, all these types of things." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good. I'm good." No, I don't got nothing. Yeah, exactly. And what you mean? Then I, they never called me back. <laughs> and so, so they did a background check. on They me. they did a background check on me, and so I'm like, "Fuck!" Like now I'm I'm in the same position where I ended up like a year ago. For the summer, you're saying? For the summer. And I'm like, fuck, like, all right, I need some... And then the year passes by. Like, it's like the the new year, right? And then I'm like... I'm Like, I'm at my lowest point at this point, right? Like, my lowest I ever been. How old been. are you? Like, 20? Like, 21. 21. And I feel like I'm, like, nowhere. Like, yeah. my stocks is not working for me. Like, all this is, like, not work for me. And I'm like, fuck, I'm, like, super depressed. My grandma calls me fat. <laughs> and then this is i i went to i got an email at the jewish community center saying that they were they needed a lifeguard and i still was certified yeah and i'm like all right cool uh i go on the interview they tell me to set up a game uh uh huh? in the in the small basketball court room uh because they were telling me that you're gonna have to be working with kids so i'm like all right like whatever like whatever i do is no lower than this yeah so they tell me to set up like a mini obstacle course and i did it and they told me to do it with them so we're just doing the obstacle course all together and then uh they sent me back in the room they're like all right you got the job when can you start and i'm like i can start monday they're like all right cool and i start lifeguarding monday and i met this one girl well, uh that i really like and so and then i met this one girl and then yeah right (laughs) but then you know things lead to another and then finally finally you know i'm there for like i'm still working there just on saturdays but you know ever since then i realized that you know life life goes life has your ups and downs but don't let that define where you want to be and so you make your own destination but are you are you Willing enough to endure the pain throughout that process?
1: I think two similarities that I see is we both had like, you know, hourly jobs, but we both tried side hustles at one point or another and failed. Yeah. However, we didn't let that really like stop us, like you said, or define mm-hmm. us. We just, we just kept going um, and, you know, found the next opportunity and, You know, right now, we're here, we're leveraging this, you know, real estate opportunity. You know, and that's not to say that this is forever. This is just something that, right now, you and I both, I think, we got sick of our sickness. We got tired of finding excuses, um, you know, taking... just just taking failure and and allowing it to consume us and and define us in a side hustle or maybe, you know, falling into the job because that's a good, you know, that's a good alternative instead of actually getting back on on the bicycle and continuing another pursuit at at some sort of entrepreneurship uh, business opportunity. A
0: lot of it is due to, you know, the mindset I had. Like I knew I was great. I just didn't put that potential in somewhere where I it leaded, like where I wanted to be. Yeah. Like, I had all this energy and drive and you know this type of mentality that I, like, I'm going to succeed, but I just need to know what it is. Like these jobs, like they, this is not it. Like, I just knew that, you know, if I started something by myself, like if, for example, um, the stock market was like my number one priority. And that's what I would do in the morning every time before going on the boat too. I would look at the stock market and excuse me. And I would look at the stock market and that that was like my plan after high school. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be a fucking millionaire off the stocks, but realizing that it's not overnight. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So every time I'm gonna have to be losing and losing and losing and losing to finally make up for those losses right. and learn from it. And I, to this day I'm still doing it but you know it's just not overnight and that's the mentality i had at that time but also was just like again i had all this energy all this drive and i didn't know where to put it besides in a job which was like not necessarily you know satisfying or fulfilling yeah which is now like i work for my own hours i'm my own boss i do what i want when i want i work with who i want wherever i want you know and it's just like i'm creating instead of like conforming like not even conforming but like just like building someone else's story
1: sure i think we're just conditioned though to the job as well in that sense because when someone asks you to make a thousand dollars what's your initial thought Uh, you know i would have to go work i would have to go get a job get a job that's everyone's Normal thought is go get a job if you want to make a thousand dollars. I say, sell a, a thousand products for a dollar. Sell ten products for a hundred dollars. Right. Once you start to take that thought process in, in, it's malleable. You can move it. You can change it. Um, and you start to think in those terms, and you're not necessarily thinking, okay, let me work a job to make the thousand dollars. Maybe let me sell something. To make the thousand dollars right i i see it too like don't make
0: a thousand dollars you have to earn a thousand dollars no you have to earn it not to make it because when you make it you have to do those hours and then if you earn it you're like yeah i put the time
1: and the effort to like really see the succeed i think one thing that i i remember hearing this it was really like it pierced me because it was really really it was kind of idle eye opening but In order to make a million dollars, you have to give a million dollars worth of value. And so before you ever are something, you have to be it, right? In order to make a million dollars, you have to provide a million dollars worth of value. And when I think about it, you know, the million dollar thing is like the elusive number for everyone. Everyone wants to make a million, you know, but the truth is you can't ever make a certain amount of money without providing that certain value. When I take a look at any job They'll pay you such and such per hour. Well, the truth is they're probably getting three, four times of that value back. Otherwise, they wouldn't pay you that dollar amount, right? So let's say you're you're getting paid $20 an hour to do a certain job. Well, they're probably getting $80 to $100 an hour worth of value from you to pay you that $20. They're taking your time at wholesale value and leveraging it to create more money, more value. Um, and you just, you don't see it because you're not thinking in those terms. Now that I'm thinking about it as a business owner, you know, and I'm thinking more critically about my time, what it's worth, systems, business, all that, I'm understanding that I can provide more value with less time using systems, building a business, right, bettering, bettering my skills, sharpening myself, taking care of myself. There's different things that I can do to tip the scale of my benefit. and so. I think that's one thing that, like, you know, when we talk about our journeys and stuff like that, it's like, you can make a million dollars, but are you giving that value? Are you doing the things to give that that value, in, yeah. especially in a shorter period of time? Yeah. Because in today's day and age, you have social media, you have the internet. Yeah. I mean, there's endless, there's endless, endless things that we have. That th- we are able to do that, we just are not aware of it. Yeah, and I think a lot of it goes
0: to like again with that social media that people see, you know, buy this course or you know do this and do that, and then you earn the end product, which is what you know the lifestyle, yeah. the cars, the mansions, the, the women, the power. But in reality, we're just we're oversaturated in what really success is. Uh, I finally <laughs> I. We we made a podcast about this um, earlier. I don't know which one it was, but you f- you told me about what really success is, and I really uh, I remember looking back at it. I'm like, I had said a quote, which which it wasn't really what success is, and I realized success is a person going towards going towards something that they want. So just like the person that wanted to own a gas station at the corner store and now is a gas station owner is a successful person. A person that wanted to become a teacher and is on the way to get to becoming a teacher is a successful person. Just because that's what they wanted.
1: Yeah. No, that's I think that's that's powerful. I think you can make a good point because you know, a lot of times we're focused on the destination, the destination, the destination. But the truth is, you gotta, you gotta enjoy the whole everything. You can't just be focused on the destination. It's a whole journey, and yes, it's cliche, whatever. But you gotta realize it sooner, sooner rather than later because, like you were talking about the jobs being monotonous, this and that. Well, guess what? Being in business has that monotony too, right? There's yeah. certain disciplines. The, the same things that you're doing in a job that you were talking about, the sweeping every day, the mopping every day, you're doing the same. You're you're having the same level of discipline in a business. It's just a different task. Yep. It's an easier task, actually. You just pick up a phone and you talk to people. Yeah. Uh, Creating content, you know, something like this. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. You just more discipline. Yeah. You have to have more discipline, higher level of discipline. So you know, just something really basic like that, you you can take and transfer it into being, you know a successful person in in terms of financially and
0: then a lot of it is just like also too is just like you're not gonna get paid right away you know in jobs you you you're guaranteed to get paid two weeks every two weeks you're gonna get paid but you know in business you're like shit like i'm not gonna eat for like a good i might eat like really like noodles or whatever you know i'm grateful that i i live with my family and i still have food on my plate but Um, a lot of people see it as that, like, okay, I'm not going to be able to do certain things, but that's the thing you have to sacrifice by owning your own business. Like, all right, I'm not going to be able to go out on the weekends, um, but I'm okay with sacrificing that weekend. So later in life that I'm able to, you know, pop these bottles and, you know, do the things that I like
1: and what I enjoy. I think you bring up a, a good point because a lot of times people look at it as, as like a sacrifice. But when, like you said, you're truly building something that you want, you don't see it as a sacrifice. It's not a sacrifice to you because you're successful in your sense, where you're continuing on the journey. You're on the path that you want to be on. Mm-hmm. So it's not that you know we're thinking about it as a sacrifice, but more so that's that's what I was meant to do. That's what I. Yeah. That's what I want to do. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so. <clears throat> As you start to make that shift in perspective, and you start to realize that maybe it's not a sacrifice. Maybe this is the, the life that you envision and the type of lifestyle that you want to live. And you start to question maybe, okay, what are these thoughts that I'm sacrificing? Where do they come from? Did I get conditioned to think this? Who was I hanging around that gave me these thoughts? Is it society? Is it my friends? My circle? What are the people doing that, I, that, that have what I want? What sort of lifestyle are they living? right so we you know I came to that realization when I I want to say very early on of like you know sacrificing and stuff like that like in the beginning it did feel like it because I I think it's FOMO like you're missing out on something well right but but I think you you have to question why you feel like you're missing out on something like what is it what thought what thought um, you know what, what principles what you know what, what mindset do you hold that makes you feel like you're having FOMO, why? Mm. Question it, you know, and, and if, you're, yeah. <clears throat> if you're watching this and you feel, like, you feel like you're missing out because maybe you're building a business and it's taking a lot of time away from your family, from, you know, maybe a vacation, maybe a hobby. Well, is that business, business truly aligned? Like you talked about the passion, right? Do you really care about what you're trying to do in that business? Does it move you to that next level to take, you know, that that extra 1% step that that maybe you're missing out on, that maybe you're not taking, you know? And then, like we were talking about the FOMO, why is it that you're you're having a a sort of feeling of of missing out? Because you shouldn't be having that feeling of missing out if you're truly doing something that you want to do. If you're doing a business that you want to build that, you feel completely like aligned with and you really care about the purpose. I finally felt that in, in the real estate side of things. Yeah. And so I know because I can speak from experience, I don't, I don't feel like I'm missing out if I have to be here at, at 10 p.m. doing a podcast instead of maybe being on a patio and having a beer. I can have a white claw here because I'm doing things on my terms. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, guys, I think I think that's where we're gonna end it. Um, cool. Any last words? I really yeah. like your story. You talked about some important yeah. topics. Yeah.
0: Um, just know that, you know, <clears throat> you might, you know, how I see is that you might be doing these things, you know, getting these jobs, working for a certain type of individual. You know, it might not even be like these part-time jobs that I had. You know, I didn't go to school to do any of these things. But I, I still made it work. I still made it happen. And you know, if you still want to, you know, be the best version of yourself, or you know, be mentored by someone that's already there, you know, hit up David, hit up me, or just ask questions and let us know. You know, we're here for you to help you out because I know how it felt. I'm sure David knows how it felt to, you know, feel alone and not know. You know, is this really where I, where I want to go? Yeah and i just want to let you guys know that we're here for you guys this is why we're doing it we're doing it to provide the value to reach those people that really need this and so i really hope you guys did enjoy this episode of money Mind profit episode number 10 all of the things that we use to you know make this stuff happen is in the description so if you guys want to support us please uh purchase that below um and again if you guys want to sponsor us
1: yeah if you guys like what we talk about Um, If you see a business opportunity with us because, you know, you like what we talk about or or you like the message that we put out, you like our content, feel free to reach out to us, any of the the mediums below. Um, You can email us, you can reach out to us on social. But that's all for tonight. We will see you guys on episode 11. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and hit the little bell. Up there, up there, up there, up there, up there. There's bells everywhere. Just hit this one. Um, you'll get notified every time we put out a new podcast. So, yep. That's it, guys. Awesome. Have a good night. Peace out.